Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Live from Los Angeles, here's Bill Ryder. All right, good morning. Welcome into the show. Happy Tuesday. He's not here today. Pretty daddy took the day off. But... To honor him, happy, this is such a dumb expression, happy Wednesday, Junior. Pat Boyle is filling in. We'll get to him in a little bit. We'll talk to Will Brinson in about an hour about things going on around the National Football League. We've got some NFL power rankings. James Harden made his debut, the same sort of fool's gold he always sprinkles on whatever team he's playing for. My Chicago Cubs made a Bold move to go get a manager that's going to be absolutely insignificant. How positive is that already? Let's go. Buy or sell's coming up with a little boil twist to it. College football playoff talk rankings come out tonight. I'm going to make a case for Washington. If you want to give us a call, if you want to talk to young-ish Mr. Patrick Boyle, host here at CBS Sports Radio, producer, our go-to tennis guy, someone John McEnroe has never called his favorite media member in the world, or maybe he has, I don't know. Boyle hangs out with some pretty Tony tennis company. If you want to talk to him, 855-212-4CBS. Phone lines are open. Twitter, sports writer, sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. And I believe Pat is Pat Boyle 44, as in 44 reasons to be excited. And he's wearing a gold chain, which I can't pull off. So call him. Gold chain, Pat Boyle, 855-212-4CBS. You know, like I'm married. I'm in my 40s. I got two kids. I'm one of these, I think it's rare, maybe it's not, I'm happily married, right? Pat's at a different phase of his life, but we've all got regrets. We've all got things where we look back at our lives, and mine are small, luckily, the pain of what could have been. Maybe a lost love, maybe a career opportunity, maybe just that two inches from the only hole-in-one you're ever going to have in your entire life, just the, the ache of being so close. And watching last night's Monday Night Football game, I had the two TV magic going on. I had Harden, who's a bum, disguised a star on one TV, and I had the Jets and the Chargers, two teams that aren't very good, that have, you know, serviceable records on the other TV. The thing that struck me, and we can talk the Chargers later, blah, blah, they've won some games, blah, blah, they're 500, blah, blah, they're not going to be very good because of the Chargers. The thing that struck me is the, and I'm not a Jets fan or a Jets apologist, This is a neutral view. I don't care what happens to the New York Jets. What struck me is the pain of what could have been for that Jets team. 
and the reality, and the margins are so thin in the NFL, how good that New York team could have been had Aaron Rodgers not gotten hurt, and how bad and hapless in the final equation they actually are. And don't let the, what was it, 27-6 final score fool you. The game was both over, basically on the first possession of the game for the Chargers, and it was a competitive battle for enough of the game that stretched into the second half. And this is going to sound like a shot. I can't remember if Boyle's a Jets fan or not. This is going to sound like a, uh, a shot at the Jets, or I'm enjoying their misery. I'm really not. But the Jets, the Jets get the ball. If you missed the game last night or you saw it, let me remind you. They go three and out because that's what Zach Wilson does. They punt the football. And the Chargers have an 86-yard punt return at the very early embers of the game, the start of the game. And that is the game. That's it. Turns out that was the game winner. You go up 7 nothing. Jets never score a touchdown, and they're never able to really be in that football game in a way that made you believe that they could win, even though the score was close for a while. And the thing that struck me wasn't how well the Chargers played. I didn't think the Chargers played particularly well. I didn't think Justin Herbert was amazing. I know they got in the end zone a bunch. The thing that struck me is what could have been. The pain, and it's a real one. It's not fake. It's not phony. It's not some delusion. Not some guy walking around as a 50-year-old pretending that he could have been a Major League Baseball player if only things had gone okay in high school. The Jets are constructed, are built, should have been good enough to compete for a Super Bowl this year. And you're talking about a loaded, a crowded, a brutal AFC. And the fact Rodgers went down, who I know saying he's trying to come back and get back in the mix, maybe he'll come back. That's what struck me last night. How close and how far away the Jets are. 31st in points scored per game this year, which if you're like me and you're not good at math, it's okay. There are 32 NFL teams. That's really, really bad. Six in fewest points allowed per game. That defense has been awesome. And when you've got Zach Wilson, who they're going to stick with for whatever, he's the guy. They're going to stick with him. No quarterback change coming. It's not like your defense is put in position to be successful. Zach Wilson is 32nd last in the National Football League in expected points per dropback this year. Two turnovers last night, got sacked, what, eight times. But the takeaway isn't the Jets or this or that. They're done, they're washed, unless Aaron Rodgers, I guess, comes back gallantly, but he he won't. The takeaway is just how good that New York Jets team could have been. How dangerous they could have been. Look, I'm not sitting in New York City. I'm not from New York City. I'm not one of the guys who tries really hard to talk national radio, but really wants to talk about New York all the time, because I I don't really care. I'm from Iowa. But that Jets team, and you watch them play, and even the response they had at the opening game of the year when Rodgers went down 30 seconds into what felt like the season, and they found a way to beat the Buffalo Bills at the start of the year, there's a grit and a toughness, at least, to that defense. I know the offensive line is porous. I know Zach Wilson doesn't get a lot of time. But if Aaron Rodgers plays, and I'm not an Aaron Rodgers guy, if Aaron Rodgers plays this year, a Jets team that's going to finish, I don't know, with seven or eight or nine wins... Wins 10 or 11 or 12 games. They're infused with that level of confidence that you can get. And you saw it in the corny but I think true documentary at the start of the year about that Jets team that I fell for. That's the takeaway. The pain of what could have been. The Jets fans out there who have every right to close their eyes, drink a beer, put their head back after that Monday Night Football loss or any other game this year and just say to themselves, God, 
We were so close. If we hadn't signed a 50-year-old octogenarian future Hall of Fame quarterback, it might have worked out. If it hadn't been for that fluke injury. You can make a case, I'm not going to, that the Chargers are on some kind of upswing, that they've won a bunch of games in a row, which is absolutely true. They're 4-2 and two after, what, losing? I think it's their first two games. Three of their four losses have come against the Dolphins, the Cowboys, and the Chiefs. Those are, those are tough teams. Those are tough games. But I, I, I know what, what Justin Herbert is. I know what the Chargers are. I know what that head coach who's going to be fired at the end of the year is. They are a mediocre, underachieving football team who has to rely on its offense largely, and certainly Justin Herbert if they want to go deep, and they're just not good enough, the Chargers, to compete in AFC where there are the Chiefs and there are the Ravens, and I'm not selling on the Dolphins even though they had a difficult game and they lost, but it was a close game. They had the, the Chiefs where they wanted them in Germany. You go down the list of teams in the AFC. You start talking about the Bengals and the upswing they're on, and we talked about them yesterday, how they are back and they are dangerous. And all the other teams that have a chance and might sneak into the playoff picture. Hell, right now the Bills aren't even in the playoffs. The season ended today. How much of a minefield there is, the Chargers can't and won't get through it. If the Jets had, and I don't think this is coming, or they get some level of quarterback play that is not statistically literally, in reality, on display last night, one of the worst quarterback play levels in the National Football League. The Jets are good enough to do some damage. Zach Wilson sucks. Am I allowed to say sucks? I don't care. That guy is a bum, man. And I know he's a nice guy, and I know people like him. I know people are rooting for him. Who cares? I'm a nice guy. I promise you, you do not want me playing quarterback for your football team or do an open-heart surgery if something goes wrong in the health department. Who cares about being a nice guy? That guy is awful. He is terrible. There's no solution for New York other than the miraculous healing powers of Aaron Rodgers. And every time Rodgers comes onto the field and throws the football and looks like maybe he's going to infuse a little hope into those Jets fans, I can't believe I'm falling for this. I'm actually rooting for the guy to be out there. And you can like Aaron Rodgers. Look, his sort of thing gets for some people into politics, for some people gets into where he comes from, I just think he was an arrogant jerk during his time at the Packers who undermined his own organization. I don't like him from a distance. That doesn't change the fact he's an extraordinary talent. And I want to see him do his thing. And if he had gone to some football team that didn't deserve him to be the final piece, I probably wouldn't, in my heart of hearts, be hoping that he's going to find a way to come back, get on the field, squeak his way with his team into the playoffs, or come back toward the end of the year and they just get in and then make a run. It's not even an Aaron Rodgers thing. Although he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time who's grossly underachieved, really Rodgers' career reminds me of the Jets team this year. Minus for the Jets, the championship. Really, really, really good, but hasn't lived up to potential for reasons that are largely his fault and sometimes not his fault. But the Jets did everything right. That is a great defense. And you can look at the stats, and you can look at the numbers. You can look at total yards per game, points allowed, getting some of the analytics. They're basically, however you want to measure it, the Jets, somewhere between the second and the seventh best defense in the National Football League. They're a, they're a force. But they are constantly dealing with turnovers from that quarterback. They're constantly on the field. They are constantly dealing with three and outs. They are constantly fighting an uphill battle in the National Football League where the margins are thin. And in an AFC this year, where at least for me, 
outside of one team in the Eagles, every single team, if you made a ranking of just who is most likely to win the Super Bowl in a vacuum, they're in the AFC, team after team after team after team. And still the Jets compete, at least defensively, at that level. That's what Monday Night Football was. Do not fall. And if you want to make an argument for the Chargers, you can. 855-212-4CBS. There's nine Chargers fans, I believe is what the math says, that exist in the universe. So if you're one of them, bomb, and I'm not kidding. There, there's nine. But if you're listening, I think a couple of the nine listen. One's a family of four in Idaho. It's weird, so they're not listening. 855-212-4CBS. Put the Chargers aside. The takeaway, it was hard to watch, is the what could have been for that Jets team. Those of you that close your eyes and dream of some girl from high school that you should have married, those of you, looking at one of you, who, you know, think about (laughs) whatever, some... Man, you're a weird, Pat. Some middle-aged lady at the bar that could have come up, gone up and talked to that, you know? Okay, whatever your whatever whatever your thing is. Oh, I wish I'd studied abroad in college. I'd be living in France. Some of those are real. Some of those aren't. The Jets fans out there who have this growing pang, this realization, this understanding that there was something beautiful and magical and possible that was going to alter their football lives and it was snatched away from them, that is real. That is, it's not these Giants fans out there. If only, if only what? You weren't Giants fans? Yeah, then everything would be totally different. And I'm a Bears fan, so I'm not going to pretend my life's going to be great. It's not. Can't wait till we draft a quarterback and screw that up next year, too. The Jets had a plan, and they put the plan together, and they went and they got Aaron Rodgers, and they were good enough to compete. I'm not sure when, maybe. You threw Aaron Rodgers into the mix, weren't some alternate universe? Are they better than the Chiefs? I don't think anybody is until they knock them off. Here come the Bengals, man. Not just Joe Burrow. That defense is playing really well, too. Everybody loves the Ravens, and I'm slow to get high on that train because of my early season reluctance. doesn't make me right. It just makes me stubborn. And I'm not going to sell the Dolphins, even though, yes, they haven't technically beaten a winning football team, and they got just destroyed against one earlier in the year. And those aren't the only teams in the AFC that can compete. But you're telling me that the Jets don't have a fighting chance or better? an equal chance of each and every one of those teams on any given day if Aaron Rodgers is out there and healthy. They do. They do. That's the story of Monday Night Football. It's what could have been. It ain't going to work out. It's not going to happen. If he comes back, he's going to rush his way back. I can't believe I'm saying this. I feel bad for the Jets. Life isn't fair, but it's particularly unfair today for that football team. All right, if you want to call us, 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. Mr. Pat Boyle is the guy that's going to answer the phone. Pretty Daddy Tom DeCelestino is off today. I don't know if he's doing a weightlifting competition or just took the day off. I'm not sure what's going on. Tommy Muscles is gone. Pat Boyle is here. If you want to talk a little football, Jets takeaways, you want to make a case for the Chargers, you want to join the club, be the 10th Chargers fan, it's good. We got you. 855-212-4CBS. Twitter is always sports writer. Sports R-E-I-T-E-R. Am I supposed to be excited about Craig Council? Am I supposed to get, I'm a Cubs fan. Am I supposed to be all excited about I'm not. I'm going to give you my theory, my, my belief. It's not my money, so cool, spend it. But if Pat Boyle went out and spent $10,000 on a suit and told me that's how he's going to woo Taylor Swift because she lives in the neighborhood, I would say to him, I love your passion. It's really exciting. It's not my money. It's probably not going to work. That's how I feel about the Cubs going and stealing the manager from the Brewers. So we'll get into that. Whether it's a betrayal, Brewers-Cubs is a rivalry by the highest paid manager in baseball, period. It's crazy, that's the fact. And we'll get into James Harden's debut when we come back next here on CBS Sports Radio. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. What's up? 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. Let me give you my two cents here. We don't talk a lot of baseball. National radio. Love baseball. Hard to do nationally. But I think we can all relate to the two-pronged reality of this crazy Chicago Cubs Craig Council hire. He's the new manager of my Chicago Cubs. The dude is going to make $40 million over five years. Now, the reason this came together so last minute and so out of the blue is because his contract expired at the end of October in order to do a stealth operation. I can't imagine the Brewers were going to grant permission to the Cubs to go take their, I'd say until yesterday, beloved manager. They had to wait. They had to wait till November 1, get it done under the radar, steal this guy from Milwaukee. And, and there's two parts of this. There's two prongs to this. One, it, it, I know it's business, but it feels like a betrayal. If it's not okay to go from the Red Sox to the Yankees to the Yankees to the Red Sox, maybe it's not the same level thing because the equivalent of that in that division in that part of the country is Cardinals-Cubs. But Milwaukee's been really good the last two years. They've clearly overachieved. Their skipper's part of the reason. He leaves him in the lurch. He's gone. I'm sure you've seen on social media, Bart Winkler, who fills in here as Mr. Wisconsin, people are rightfully pissed off. There's a video that's resurfaced, and everybody does this PR crap. Where Council, I guess when he got the job, walks into the Brewers' ballpark and basically, this is the field of dreams. This is the most magical play. I'm gone. going to Wrigley. But it is a betrayal. The main thing for me as a Cubs fan is, it's not my money. Go ahead and spend $8 million a year on a guy. I'm sure he's really good at what he does. I just personally don't subscribe to the idea. And maybe I'm just too new school. Maybe I need to get my head back in the way baseball's been going on for 100 years, I don't think a manager makes that big of a difference on the upside. Do I think it it matters on the downside? Yeah, I do. I think your floor is what you evaluate 
in your in your manager of Major League Baseball. I don't want to be the New York Yankees or even the Mets today. With it, well, we'll see. We'll see how the Mets, how that goes. Do I think Council's going to make this major difference for Chicago? I don't. He'll raise the standards according to very flummoxed, frustrated, shocked Brewers players who have spoken. Great. He knows what he's doing. Okay. It still comes down, at least for the Cubs, to what they put on the field for me. What that front office does. Now, if the Craig Council move, if going out and spending this kind of money on a manager for a Cubs team that utterly collapsed at the end of the regular season, should have been in the playoffs and just fell apart in Cubs style, if it if it means and indicates a huge spending spree in this offseason, if the Cubs are going to show a, throw a bunch of money at Shohei Otani and whoever else is out there, and Shohei is going to defy everybody's expectations and leave the West Coast, great. Let's go. Let, let, let's do it. If it's an overreaction to that collapse, if it's, oh my God, David Ross, who, by the way, beloved, now former manager, former Cub, if it's that guy couldn't keep it together and, and this team fell apart and we got to go spend $40 million, it's a waste of money, but it's not my money. So in terms of him coming in, great, cool, let's see. I'm a Cubs fan. I'm used to not being successful. I don't have a lot of confidence this is going to turn things around. If it does, that'll be amazing. Hope I'm wrong. I feel bad for the Brewers. I got a soft place in my heart for Wisconsin. Lived on the border there where I'm from, where I'm from in the Midwest, right on the border of Wisconsin, Iowa, Illinois. Family lived in Green Bay for a long time. Bunch of family lived there. They are smaller markets. Green Bay, and I know the NFL doesn't, doesn't matter in this respect, but Green Bay is a tiny market for a sports market. Milwaukee is not a huge city compared to Chicago or New York or L.A. or Houston or some of these other places they have to compete with. And they built something really nice. And for this guy to leave in division when he had his choice of jobs around the country tells you a lot about how hard it is to retain guys. So good for great counsel. Way to get generationally wealthy. It also says a lot about the Mets. Are you a Mets fan, boy? I can't remember. No, man. I'm a Cubs fan. You're a Cubs fan? Yes, sir. That's Aren't the you one. from New York? I am. You're like Stu Kovacs light. You're just picking. But I like it. You know what? Let's lean into it. I like it. I take it, I take it back. I, are you? I, do you want to give me a little more optimism than I'm feeling? Because I'm kind of like, eh. All right. Wait, cool. you're not... You're not optimistic as a Cubs fan about Craig Council? I mean, I, I, I'm optimistic. It's nice. Do I think it's a difference maker? No, I don't. No, I don't. Well, look, as much as I wanted to believe in David Ross, uh, I mean, they've been terrible the last two years. And this yeah, year, this year, I was like, wow, quick, nice little quick rebound. Cubs are going to make the playoffs. And then they just totally fell apart in the final three weeks of the season. And look what happened. The team that overtook them, the Diamondbacks, go to the World Series. Oh, so, I know. But do you think Craig Council suddenly transforms this baseball team into how many how many wins do you think a manager is worth? I I used to cover baseball, so I used to have this talk with people, and everybody other than managers will tell you four wins over 162 games. I mean, do you really think Craig Council, if everything else is even, and maybe you do, and I I hope you're is is a net plus 12 wins? I don't. I Hell would no. say it, it, it is. That's probably like even harder than war is determining how worth war. You know, how, what's the value of a manager? Um, look, I mean, I, I don't want to get into the weeds of like how well he manages the bullpen and whatnot, and all those little moves. But I know this: Craig Council's been to the playoffs five out of the last six years. It's true. So I think what's what nobody really ever takes into account as much as they should with a manager is the morale of the clubhouse how well and tight-knit a manager keeps a team. 
And you never heard anything bad internally about the Brewers over the last couple of years, despite a front office that does not spend on the team. We know the Ricketts are going to spend, right? Or at least oh, we... Here's the question, though. Like, like it's a good point, because they have made the playoffs. This is my Cub fans. See, this is my, my Cub fandom in me. They have made the playoff year after year after year after year, but they've also been competing against the biggest... The, the team that spends the most money in their division, right? The big mark is the Cubs. So did they make the playoffs because of their excellence? Yes. Is it also because the Cubs are inevitably going to underachieve like they did when they collapsed at the end of this season? I just, I am skeptical that Craig Council or any other manager makes a huge difference. And maybe that's because when the Cubs actually won a World Series, and I sat at Wrigley and at the ballpark in Cleveland for every one of those games, Joe Madden, who, remember, when we got him, was the guru and the brilliant one. This was the extension of Theo in that clubhouse. And I have never seen, I don't think in any sport, a manager be so brutally incompetent in the championship decision-making and still win. Joe Madden was awful in that World Series. And it's just a reminder that I... The Cubs won that thing despite Joe Madden, or if you want to be more generous, maybe I should be because he did break that curse and bring me some joy and make me cry at a Cleveland airport bar at 7 in the morning. <laughs> obviously, the, the bartender, she didn't know what had gone on because she like she, you know where somebody looks at you where they're going to call security? that Because I hadn't slept. Anyway, thank you, Joe Madden, for, for those tears. If you want me to be more generous, maybe it's they won with Madden, but it wasn't. They didn't win that World Series because Madden made these incredible moves. He brings a Chapman, Chapman gets shelled out. We don't have to go into the weeds of that either. I just, I have been trained to be highly skeptical that a manager is a huge difference maker. A difference maker, yes. Yes. A $40 million difference maker and the kind of, the way this raises the expectations for a team that couldn't even handle making the playoffs, it just, I guess it leaves me nonplussed. I like your optimism, though. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you know, again, you look at this, and, and I think another thing, when you said you're very skeptical of a manager, and, you know, you look at the managers that have won the last couple of World Series now. They are, exper- as much as we, everybody praises analytics and this that new school true. way of baseball that thinking, is, yeah. Dusty Baker, Bruce Bochy, last two winners of the World Series, and it's guys that have been around the game, that know the game, and even with a front office like the Brewers and um, Stearns, who now left for the Mets, they they were very analytical. It was all about the home runs. Brewers oh, never hit for a high average, but they hit a ton of home runs, and look, it worked. So how much of it was Craig Council? How much of it was the front office? It's it's a stew, right? It's not it one ingredient. It is. It is, me, a, let, it is a melting pot, if you will. Uh, if, but I know this. that oh, Cra- Real quick, real quick, sorry. Go, no, if, go if ahead. Trey Harrison Jr., if you're listening, just, just cover your ears because you're my friend and you get mad at me every time I take shots at Dusty Baker, and this is going to sound like that. But you just brought up Dusty Baker. Can I just, just slightly context this to honor Tom who's not here, Mr. Context? <sighs> it took Dusty 157 years to win a World Series. <laughs> I mean, I there's a guy that I know, and he married the most beautiful woman. And this guy's ugly. He is like he is just an ugly man. If he felt what's that? If he fell out of the ugly tree, he hit every branch on the way down, and then hugged the ugly tree afterwards. And I once asked him, I think maybe when we'd been drinking, dude, come on, bro. Like, how did you do this? And his answer was, I only asked out incredibly beautiful women. And I said, how many times did you get rejected? He said, many times. That feels like Dusty Baker. Like, I, 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 I respect... So I'm not sure Dusty, for me, is an... Ex- I mean, Dusty blew all... Including for the Cubs! 
But anyway, you make a good point. I just want to take a shot at Dusty Baker. No, it's mean. You're Dusty. You're great. Congratulations. That's fine. And uh, yeah, I mean, five years ago, we'd be having a much different conversation. But I do know this: Craig Council again. Whether it's the front office, whatever you want to uh, allude the Brewers' success to. Craig Council took over middle of the year in 2015. They were terrible. Next year, they were mediocre. And then they got better. They just missed the playoffs. And then NLCS and a a stretch of five out of six years in the playoffs. So, obviously, something he's doing is right. And, again, you've never heard any internal problems about the Brewers. I'm not not down on Craig Council. No, no. I'm glad he's the manager. I'm optimistic because I don't— Eight million a year? Well, I don't mind. I don't care about the money. It's not my money. I'm not spending it. Right? I mean, are the Ricketts going to be worse off if if they have to eat uh, half of that contract if he doesn't work out after two, three years? So, I don't don't care about the money he's getting paid. I know it's a lot of money. It's basically like Joe Torre, Yankees-esque type of salary. Yankees money. Council's a good manager. He's a good manager. He's a better manager than David Ross. I know that for sure. So the the Cubs Poor have David Ross. Yeah, this is why you don't hire David Ross. Why it's why that you don't hire Ryan Sandberg back in the day because you inevitably are going to have to have to have to. I'm good at talking. Have to fire him. Look, if this if this now again is a is a green light. If it's if it's if it's proof when we look back that the Cubs are going to be crazy in free agency. Because they do have a nice core of guys, and they're going to supplement that. They're going to go get Otani. Great. But if it's the same team, I just, like, you're right, it's not my money. It just feels like a, and it does, I'm a Cubs fan, it does feel like a betrayal by Craig Council. I'm just going to say it. This feels Johnny Damon-esque to me. It is, man, but that's showbiz, right? I mean. <laughs> I don't know. Baseball, there's like, a, the thing is, like, to your point about, and you're right, you have to manage a clubhouse. You, 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 and I've covered this sport, so I, it's been a long time since I did, but it is. These guys are around each other more than they're around their wives, more than they're around their friends. I mean, it is a 162-game marathon with a spring training that never ends. And if you make the playoffs, you're basically never, ever, ever away from each other. And so there's a, there's a connection there. And it's not as if there were only a couple jobs open. This guy had a – this guy basically did the bachelor for jobs. You know what I mean? He finally handed the, brought the Cubs out of you know, stage right and gave them a rose. So if I'm a Brewers fan, I know we're on a Milwaukee. If I'm a Brewers fan, I think I'm rightfully pissed as hell. It's kind of a screw you scenario. Yeah, it's like your your significant other all of a sudden stabbed you in the back and is now banging your best friend. Yeah, or even I don't know if it's worse. Or like, yeah, I know you hate the neighbor across the street, and I know I always said I hated him, and I always pretended I hated him at the dinner parties, but actually now I'm sleeping with him, and I'm moving my. Can you move my stuff across the the street for me? Thanks. I mean, they're going to have to see this guy with his, you know, with his arm around the cub, so to speak, in your uh, beautifully crass analogy, time after time after time after time. Brewers fans, I'm a Cubs fan, and I feel your pain. Well, I guess the good thing is, the one thing, one good thing out of this for Brewers fans is that they don't play each other, what, 18 times anymore with the new schedule, so right. they don't have to see him as much as they used to, but... they got to see him in the standings, Yeah, all of and sudden, if they're looking know, up... For him to... Like, do this in the dark, how stealthy it was and how kind of dirty it seems. I mean, as a Cubs fan, I love it, right? Because, as like you said, if you hire David Ross, you're inevitably going to have to fire a Cubs legend. Is that is that fair to say about about Rossi? Yeah, I mean, based on what he did, yeah, yes. So yeah, you have to to fire a legendary Cub. Yeah, you then have to fire a legendary Cub, and look, he wasn't a good manager. So they upgraded the manager department. It brings a sense of urgency to this team. I love the move. Brewers fans should be pissed. They should feel betrayed. They should feel deceived. But, look, 
that's baseball, man. So that's they didn't biz. they didn't lock him it up is. in the middle. They could have extended him before the season. His contract expired. A guy that went to the playoffs four out of the last five times, if you really wanted to keep him, you could have extended him last offseason. You left it up to chance. Now you got to find yourself a new manager. So, sorry, Milwaukee. I don't feel that bad for you. You should. Milwaukee, you can call Pat and yell at him or just talk on the phone to us, 855-212-4CBS. And, you know, and they got the Bucks. So, you know what? They've, they've got a championship that's team. That's not going – hey, that – I don't. I mean, yeah, but the Celtics look a lot better. It's early. It's early. everybody overreact. I got to write a, a column for tomorrow for CBSSports.com about everybody overreacting. Uh, by the way, we do got to get to Harden's debut. I haven't talked about it. We will. Here's the short version. He played well. He had 17 points with nine shots. The Clippers lost. They turned the ball over 22 times. That's James Harden. Individually looks good. Team loses. It's fool's gold. We'll give you more later. 855-212-4CBS. If you want to give us a call, we got to do some NFL power rankings. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. I want Pretty Daddy to do this, uh, Pat Boyle, and he is ref- he refuses to even put in a request. And we got in an argument on the air because he's because he's Tom. So he does. Where he said Sp- Spike Gaskins our boss. He's in charge. He's he's the guru. He said Spike will be mad. Spike won't like it. So I just asked Spike, and Spike said, I love it. And he still won't do it. I feel like you would, no offense, I feel like you would freeze up if Robert Kraft says, hey, how you doing? And you and you go, uh, uh hey, Mr. Kraft. You don't, then you don't listen to this show or know anything about me. You would call him, you would straight up call him Bobby Cakes without yes. warning? Yes. Well, having now made it a bit, yeah. I mean, probably on the second or third thing when he goes, "Why, why are you calling me Bobby Cakes?" I probably said, "Well, you know, Mister Mister Kraft, Bobby Cakes, Mister Mister Bobby Cakes." I, the reason, <laughs> Mister Bobby, is Cakes. because it's a bit on the show. Uh, I can't remember for what reason we started to give you a nickname, which is usually not associated with, with you know success. Something went wrong. Wasn't this year? But it has to do, I think, in my memory, uh, Mister Bobby Cakes, Mister Kraft, excuse me, with crab cakes and you being up there. And then Tom pointed out to me, because Tom is Mr. Seafood, it turns out, that I guess crab cakes aren't a thing up in Boston. They're a thing up in Maine or somewhere else. I don't know. But yeah. Well, crab cakes in football, that's what Maryland does. I know Maryland does crab cakes. I mean, dude, I once sat down with LeBron James for, for a TV interview and said to him on camera, a bunch of people said you were a petulant you know, bum, basically. I was one of them. Why was I wrong? Got a great answer. Did that with Dwight Howard? Did not go well. Did that with Chris Paul much nicer. He threw a, a, a tantrum, and, and Blake Griffin was there, and Blake Griffin turned off his microphone mid-TV interview. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I, yeah, you know, I'll do it. It doesn't always go well. Sometimes it's really, really I, – dude, I like – I like to – I'm okay with sort of uncomfortableness. I'm, I'm sort of a fan of it. Okay. I, you thrive in the chaos. Bobby Cakes. Yes, but, okay. Also – so Chris Paul and I loathe each other. Chris Paul has not been a very nice person to me, and I have talked multiple times on the radio about that, and I may or may not have over the years have accepted radio hits with enthusiasm from markets where he had moved when I had first asked, are you the home of insert this NBA team? And they're like, yeah, oh, come on. I'd be happy to come on. And I got offered Chris Paul on a TV show I used to do as a guest, I guess three years ago, four years ago. And I said to the PR person, yes, but... Let me just give you a little heads up. You might want to tell Chris it's Bill Ryder. And then they wrote me back an hour later. We're going to respectfully pass. So, wow. Yeah, I gotta, come on, Chris. Can I call you Chris? No? Okay. Sounds great. Okay. Good, so knowing this now, and maybe well, I, gigs. I, maybe you should just like resurface those old TV, uh, very uncomfortable interviews with these NBA players. 
Well, yeah, I had a producer. So, like, the, the, the Clippers won. That's a whole lot. I've told this story before. But the Clippers won. What a bunch of babies. They begged us, the Clippers. A guy named Seth Burton, I think his name is. Now he does, he does like, PR for LAFC. Hopefully they never have any difficult things he has to manage. Uh, promised <laughs> us they would get uh, Blake Griffin and Chris Paul and DeAndre Jordan and me in a room afterwards. Because these guys stormed out of the interview. Chris Paul was screaming F-words at me. It was quite an experience at the Clippers facility in front of a lot of people. And um, as long as we, like, please just just do the feature you told us you do. Like, the questions were pretty positive. Like, why are you guys going to win? Chris Paul, this guy's an idiot. And they they went back on their word. So uh, you that particular that particular feature would not reflect, I think, the animosity that emanated from it. Okay, so now knowing this, I fully believe you would call Robert Kraft Bobby Cakes. And he, the he next time, Cakes. if I get an advance notice on the next time I fill in for you, since <gasps> Pretty Daddy won't honor the request, I will reach out to Patriots PR. You will. See if we can make it happen. Oh, my gosh. Bobby Cakes? All right. Uh, this is great. I almost want to put the Patriots up high just as a way we could send the clip and get Bobby Cakes. By the way, is Bobby Cakes, and I don't think it's an insulting name. It's not. Look, Kirk Cousins we call Kissing Cousins because – Believing him is like kissing your cousin. You think it's going to be a good idea and it's a bad idea, as I understand it. Never practiced it myself. Yeah, we call Kirk Cousins kissing cousins. I actually did that when I was like 11. You kissed your cousin? Yeah. Did it feel wrong? Uh, I, don't, I don't know how I should answer that. I mean, it wasn't first cousin. <laughs> you should have answered it. It felt wrong. It wasn't my first well, I was cousin. I 11 years old. What do you, you know, you don't know anything right from wrong at that point. You did just do. Feel, did it feel very, apparently, did it feel very back to the future? I don't know. It was like, uh, what, do, what do kiss? What does kissing feel like when you're 11 in general? Whether it's your cousin or you're I not. I haven't kissed my cousin, so I'm not sure. I don't know. I kissed a neighbor girl when I was 11 or 12, and it felt it was cool. Girl next door. Yeah. Well, Teresa. I, she's not your cousin. No, she wasn't. So I'm telling you, it felt fine. She was. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me just write this down. I haven't kissed any cousins since then. I just want to put just that hold out on. there. Hold on, door. Shh. Pat Boyle cousin kisser. Let me just. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta make a rejoin for when you fill in. All right, let's do the world's shortest power rankings as I contemplate the difficulties of love and Boyle. Some will rise, others will fall. Let the ranking begin on Writer Than You's NFL Power Rankings. Number five. You make me laugh, bro. Lions. The Lions. They don't have. They don't have Kirk Cousins as their quarterback. Uh, look, we've talked about this team all season long. They're tough. They're well coached. This is a sport where I obviously coaches make a huge difference. And normally, I think that is in tactics and X's and O's. Maybe the the second part of this is the execution. And if you're a CEO of how you manage your different coordinators, especially based on what your non-specialty is. But I do think there's a motivation reality that comes into play in the NFL. I'm not sure it's easy to do. Guys will tell you who play in the National Football League that the big difference, other than the speed of the game, when you go from the college level to the NFL level, is it is kids versus grown ass men with mortgages, with hopes and dreams, with you know, with 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 with, with family life. I'm trying to make a, a kissing your cousin joke with memories of kissing your cousin. Whatever's going on out there, and so it's harder to motivate a group. It's a different it's a different task. Campbell has done this, and Dan Campbell, in such an incredible way. That division outside of Detroit is a shambles, especially now with Kirk Kissing Cousins injured. Give me the Lions all day long as a really fun NFC. I'm not even sure they're a dark horse, but if you want to pick someone that's not the Eagles or, I guess, not the free-falling Niners, the Lions are a pretty interesting choice.
number four. I mean, look, I'm still a Jacksonville Jags believer, and I have been for the entirety of the season, even when they began. I think they won their first game one and two, and they won against Pittsburgh, if I've got this right, last last time out. Just had, I think, their their their, their bye week, if I'm if I remember this properly. Love doing this all the top of my head. I'm totally thrown off by, by Pat Boyle. Uh, I just think that there's a ceiling there. I still think Trevor Lawrence is unearthing his greatness, his ability after the awfulness of Urban Meyer and Dysfunction. It's another nickname we've got. Be hard to book Herb. Hey, welcome on to the show, Urban Meyer and Dysfunction. Herb, how's the dysfunction going? I, the Jags are legit. Again, I've said this all the time. I constantly say it. I know the AFC is loaded. I just think there's a ceiling for Jacksonville and a level of play right now. They just keep winning games that can't be ignored. Number three. Uh, here's a controversial one. Everyone's got them as their best team in the NFL because everybody overreacts. I've got the Ravens at three. They're playing great football. Uh, Lamar Jackson looks like the MVP. This reminds me so much of several years ago when they went 14-2. and two. Lamar Jackson did win the MVP that year. They got blown right out of the playoffs. I know they're amazing defensively. I know they're amazing offensively. They've got an offensive coordinator who's doing things with Jackson and the rest of those weapons. That's really, really impressive. And this is not a shot at Baltimore. They're outstanding. But I think there are two other teams that are in the same level that I have seen proof last year that can go further and deeper in the playoffs. I know it's not a playoff ranking. I like the Ravens. But you want to be the big dog. you got to overthrow the big dog. And we're getting to that because I don't think that's happened in both of these cases. Number two. Give me the Eagles. And I... I, Pat, I don't know where you come down on the Eagles. They, you're not an Eagles fan, are you? No. Okay, keep. You're right. What's your What's your football team? I'm actually a fan, free agent uh, when it comes to the NFL. Got it. You're You're unbiased in all ways. Don't be a Bears fan. The Eagles. Look, you are what your record says you are. Bill Parcells said it. Bill Parcells is a guru. It's true. They keep winning. They just. And I guess the Chiefs play with their food too at times. It's just the Eagles have played so many close games, and, and there's been a lack of a killer instinct in so many of these games. I still think they're outstanding. I do have – I just think that there's a there's a reality where maybe in the playoffs this catches up to them a little bit. Number one. All right, I'm a homer for the Chiefs. I'm not even a Chiefs fan. I'm not even from Kansas City. I just – that was a very weird game in Germany against the Dolphins. And the Dolphins had the opportunity to win that game. And the Chiefs – and again, this is the same thing that the Eagles do. Maybe I'm just putting a, a brighter spin on it. But Kansas City just finds ways to win, even if it's way too close for comfort sometimes. All they do is make AFC Championship games three of the last five Super Bowls. They've won a couple of them. You know the stats. You know the realities. They just keep winning. For me, the Chiefs will remain and do remain the best team in the National Football League, even if 7-2 and two is not the best record in the National Football League, until they drastically, drastically alter their level of excellence. They're outstanding. One of the teams they lost to was Detroit at the start of the year. I think the Chiefs are the easily the, the odds-on favorite for me to win the whole thing again. They are the best team in the game. Honorable mention. I'm gonna go Dolphins here. Where do you? I, I, I've talked a lot about the Dolphins and my Dolphins homerism. They sit now at what are they six and three? Boyle, what um? Where do you come down? You should be a Dolphins fan as a Dol- as a free agent. No, free I can't agent. be. I can't Why? be. I've talked too much smack about Tua Tungavailoa uh, since he's entered the NFL because I was big on the Justin Herbert train in that draft Got class. It. So I've made it a point to smatter Tua at every chance I get, and I think he's a product of that system. I think he's got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell who count for And Mike McDaniel, who's great. And Mike McDaniel, who counts for first 70% of his yards after the catch. I think they're frauds. They've had three big tests this year. Yes, they've had three big tests this year. They have epically failed every single one of them. They have been dominated by the Bills, Chiefs, and the Eagles. They didn't get dominated by the Chiefs. 
They get dominated by the Chiefs. They did. They were down 21 nothing, and then, as you said, the Chiefs played with their food, and, you know, Andy Reid went into clock game, management mode. Yeah, it was it was classic Andy Reid. We're out of time, aren't we? All right, we're going to find a team for Papaloo. We're not going to find him a wife because, you know, there's some things going on there. We're going to find him a team. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.